Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. We're picking up right at the end of Genesis 18 and verse 33. It says, And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham, and Abraham returned unto his place. So we just read through this long intercessory prayer where Abraham keeps pleading with God for the souls of his family who live in Sodom. And from his first number, we think Lot's family was pretty decent size. If he's saying 50, we know Lot had much bigger family, like servants and everything like that. So I believe that Abraham here was starting at a number that he really thought was sure. But then he pleads with God for a long time. And the point I wanted to talk about in verse 33, the only reason why the Lord left and stopped talking with Abraham is because Abraham stopped talking to him. I believe that Abraham was right in his thinking, thinking he could stop at 10. I'm not blaming Abraham for stopping praying. But my point is that God would have kept listening to Abraham had Abraham kept talking to him. So in our lives, when we have a prayer request that we've been praying for for years and years and years, I ask you, please don't quit. God is still listening. We read quickly the uh, last podcast. We read Proverbs 15, 8. It says the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. This conversation that Abraham was having with the Lord was delightful to the Lord. He enjoyed it. Now, as we read it, and remember I was saying as when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, he's going to go each step down. This is like on and on and on. And we might think that God thinks like that. We have to remember God is not a man. And the Bible tells us that he delights in our prayers. As much as we are frustrated as we're praying and we're praying for the same things over and over and we think, I don't think I need to keep bothering God over this. That's wrong. God delights in in our prayers and God delighted in Abraham's prayer as well. I read something and I thought it was a good quote. It says, prayer has been termed the gate of heaven, but without faith, that gate cannot be open. We must pray believing. So as we're praying for these requests that are so heavy on our hearts and we keep praying and keep praying and keep praying, because we don't see the answer right away, we cannot allow allow ourselves to lack faith, to think, well, I guess God's not hearing our prayers. No, that's not right. We have to have the faith to see that God will answer our prayers and what he has in mind is the best, although so many times we really think we have the best thinking and you know like if i pray this way this is the best outcome and yet when god has his way many years later we see oh that was the best outcome but any any rate 
God wants us to ask and ask and ask and ask. And we have to remember he is God. And as Abraham said, he's the righteous judge. This is what he wants. This is what he believes is right. We're not being a nagging child when we go to God and ask him for things like Abraham did. Now, we know the rest of the story with Abraham's prayer. But as Abraham walks away, I believe Abraham believes he has a satisfactory answer from God. You notice the Lord left after he was communing with Abraham, but Abraham left too. I believe he felt, hey, surely this prayer will be answered now. He didn't know the rest of the story. And God did. God knew how many people were righteous in that city. But this is what Abraham asked for. And I I often think, though, if Abraham later sees the destruction of the city, and I firmly believe it could be seen from all over, um, we'll, we'll talk about this, but they've done studies in the area of Sodom and Gomorrah, and they said that the brimstone and and fire that came from heaven, it came from heaven, not the earth, just like the Bible says, it was like 10 times the power of Hiroshima, the, the bomb, that the atomic bomb. Well, people saw that from miles and miles. I believe Abraham saw that. And what do you think, ladies, what do you think he thought when he saw that? I believe he thought, oh no, my prayer wasn't answered. I, I should have asked for more. Now, Again, we know the rest of the story. But even though he stopped at 10, God still delivered Abraham's family as much as, uh, not Abraham's, Lot's family, as much as he could get out of there. The angels got them out of there. So in our prayers, back to that idea of prayer again, we cannot look at something at an earthly level and think, it's all lost, it's a disaster, God didn't hear my prayer. We don't know the rest of the story. I believe Abraham did find out the rest of the story. I believe he found out that Lot lived and all that, but he didn't know it at that time. So is in his prayer life, he's thinking, God didn't answer my prayer. And in our lives, it's the same way. There's a lot of times we think, oh, God did not answer our prayers because we see this thing that things think looks like can't be anything else but this. If Abraham's looking over and seeing the destruction of those cities, I would imagine he would think, there is no other option, but my nephew and his family are all dead. But praise God, they weren't. And as Abraham found out the rest of the story later, so will we. Someday in heaven, we will find out the rest of the story. So ladies, keep praying. I cannot stress that enough. Keep praying. Don't quit. Keep communing with God. It's what he wants. But then another thing I was thinking about with this passage is that Abraham had a great relationship with God. One, he was he knew God's character. I think because he prayed to him all the time. I know God spoke with him. I believe that Abraham even through the names of God that he came to know, he understood God's character and his his right and wrong, and like the idea of the judge of all the earth. And I cannot encourage you more. We must do the same. We have to get to know God. There's so many false statements being said about God everywhere, especially in America. I I don't believe that 
the Jesus that is uh, put forth by many churches in America is the Jesus of the Bible. It's a Jesus that they've made up to be cool with their sin and and just hang out with them and drink with them and dance with them. And, oh, yeah, he's all cool with that. That's not the Jesus of the Bible. Uh, So we have to know God's character, and we have to understand, even remember we said, we believe that this is a Christophany, that Abraham is talking to Jesus himself. Jesus of the Old Testament is the same as Jesus of the New Testament. We find out more about God by studying Jesus. They're the same person. They're, they're the same God. And so, um, you know, God the Father was God the Father in the Old Testament. He's God the Father in the New Testament. It's the same person. And the more we get to know God, the more we have a close relationship with God, the more we pray correctly also, and the more we can pray according to His will. And we want to know what He thinks about things so that we can speak about Him correctly. So we're not saying things like what I said in the last podcast, oh, God's going to have to apologize to America. You don't know God when you're making these statements. God never has to apologize for anything. He is God. So we have to be very careful of things that we say, like, I don't, I can't believe God would allow that. Maybe it wasn't God doing that. You know, I know God does allow things, but we're going to see as we study scripture, Satan is the one that tears things up in this world. God, he has to come to get permission from God, but Satan is the one that destroys lives. And we're going to see how he hinders people. He attacks people. And a lot of times we we blame God for that. No, it's Satan. And we have to understand God's character in order to pray correctly and speak correctly of him. And Abraham knew the character of God. He could speak well about him. So now on to the next chapter. And this is a very famous chapter in the Bible. This is about the destruction of of Sodom and Gomorrah, and actually it's more cities than just those two, but we will read through and comment on some of these in the remaining minutes that we have. And so in verse 1 it says, And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot seeing them rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. So again, this is why I was saying there's two angels. I believe they're the two men that left uh, the conversation when Abraham is talking to the Lord because he knows which one is God. He knows this is God. So that's why I always believe it, it was it's Jehovah and two angels. I believe these are the same. Those two that left Abraham, they go to Sodom and they arrive there at even, that is in the evening time. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And if you've been in church for very long, you've heard many sermons about how Lot first pitched his tent toward Sodom. Then he moved in, and now he's sitting in the gate of Sodom. Some people think, okay, was he the mayor of the town? Because obviously the man in the gate was somebody that had uh, status in town. I was reading one commentary, and it he, they believe that Lot's job was to take care of strangers. Like anybody coming into town, he made sure to get them lodging and all that. And it wasn't because they were some friendly town. It was all because of business. They wanted to get them settled and so see what your business, we want to do business with you because we know what Sodom was about. It wasn't just about homosexuality, which was terrible, but they were about money, making money and uh, 
all of this world, everything that has to do with this world, that's what they were about. So some people have that uh, thought about Lot, but all we do, we do know he was a man of esteem now in this town, and everybody knew him. And it's so important for us not to allow ourselves to get drawn into this world. We start looking at things, you know, maybe you start watching things that you normally wouldn't watch. And well, then you go to a play and you're sitting amongst everybody and oh, or going to a movie theater and, you know, there's not things taken out. And okay, well, then we're partaking in those things that are in those movies. That's how progression happens. And then, well, what's the real big deal about me flirting with this guy uh, at work? Because, you know, I see it all the time. It seems so cute on on the movies. Of course, because they don't show what happens afterwards, the destruction that happens afterwards. I um, saw a, a, something one time about a guy who was trying to teach his wife about the wrongs of bad movies. And... So she kept wanting to watch bad movies. And when I say bad movies, not, you know, R or anything, but ones that wasn't right, what was put forth in it. And a lot of them were romances where, you know, this lady's uh, having an affair and, and, and the husband's so mean at home. And so, but she has this nice man at work and she wants to be with him. And so the husband says, oh, I'll sit down and watch with you. And oh, it had a sweet ending. Oh, everything in the movie had a sweet ending. But when the movie got done, she goes, oh, wasn't that good? He goes, oh, it was. I was thinking about going over to the neighbor's house. I want to do some passionate kissing with her. And, and, and then, but I'll be back. I'll be back home. It'll have a sweet ending. And his wife looked at him like, what? That no, you won't. He said, "Well, why not? You just th- said that that movie was beautiful, that it was wonderful. Why wouldn't you want that?" And it opened her eyes to see, okay, I'm thinking that trash is okay. The stuff that I'm seeing on this movie, I'm excusing it away because oh, it all turns out okay. It's still not right. It surely wasn't right whenever her husband said, "Oh, I think I'll go out and do this." Oh, whoa, whoa, no, that's wrong. But this is how the devil deceives us. Just like Lot, he's thinking, "Oh, I'm just." looking towards Sodom. I'm just heading, you know, I I can do some business there. We know Lot was about money and that was what got him into the trouble all along anyways, but didn't just stop with looking. So we have to be careful in our our lives. We don't want to end up like Lot and his family. He's a great example for us. But then it says here, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. I think it's interesting that he's showing them respect, but I believe that this is a false humility because he's trying to uh, butter up to them for business. That's just my opinion. But I, I need to stop here at the end of verse 1, and we will pick up tomorrow with verse 2. Heavenly Father, I pray we will guard our hearts against allowing ourselves to be drawn into this world system, to be drawn into what's important here on earth. Help us to keep our minds focused on you. And the only way we can do that is by knowing who you are. I pray that we would all take extra time to study you and understand you and uplift you in our lives. Help us to be good testimonies of of ones that have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ today. Help us to show that to others and be a good testimony and not be like Lot and not uh, being a good testimony to those who are around him. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday 
for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may He greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following His Word.